Developing the Leader Within is a podcast that focuses on leadership, management, and career development. We nosedive into the areas that are holding you back from your full potential. Let us begin. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Developing the Leader Within podcast. I'm Enrique, your host, and today we have Dana Mantilio with me. I am excited about this because it's one of the subjects that I love to discuss, which is cybersecurity. We're going to be talking about leadership, role in cybersecurity. Dana, thank you for being with me today. I appreciate you. Thank you very, very much for having me. So let's start off, first of all, a, a little bit of background, uh, you know, where you come from and what you're doing. Okay. So I did not grow up in the technical world. I come from the automotive world. My family has had a Ford dealership forever and ever. And I ran that store and I still do for a very, very long time. And I opened an insurance agency probably about seven or eight years ago and then wanted to offer identity theft protection to our clients. But I couldn't find a product that was B2B that I could then offer to C. So I got together with a software company in California and we created a product called Identron. And it does credit monitoring and dark web scans and all that kind of jazz. And as soon as that was done, that's when I realized how much education needs to be, you know, done around everybody with older people, young people, everybody needs to learn a little bit more about this. And again, this is now going back a few years. So I thought, well, how am I going to go about doing this? And uh, I had to be careful because uh, obviously my product is a very serious product to help people monitor their credit and their social security numbers and um so I treaded lightly and I wanted to do some videos and I tried to keep them very short, very focused and in very layman's terms so that everybody would understand. And um, I started posting them on LinkedIn and they just kind of, I think people had the opposite reaction than that what I was afraid of because they just saw me as a regular person that they could relate to. And um, so they, they I kind of built a little following. So that's kind of how I got to where we are now. And I, and I love that uh, I'm one of those followers because some of the tips that you share are very, uh, some, sometimes you think, hey, everybody should know this, but not everybody practices what mm-hmm. you've been talking about on LinkedIn. Um, and I really appreciate you putting out the information, especially around the security of our children, security of our home. Because we all know that the more technical we become, the easier it is to gain access to a certain information. So uh, talking about those tips, what are the tips that you think that people will gravitate more to uh, when you share them? Well, I think things that, that affect them, you know, they, if they have children, they're concerned with that. What are the safety issues related to the kids and on these devices that they're on 24 seven. So that's something that there's a lot of interest in because we didn't grow up with these devices. So then you take the fact that we didn't grow up with them and that they have them all the time. And it's a completely different way of communicating with their, their friends. Um, so there's that. And then there's people, if you have some smart devices in your home, people, wait a minute, I have one of those. I want to pay attention to, to something like that. And, you know, if you have a small business and you're not really doing too much for cybersecurity, you know, and you hear some of the tips, you think, oh, maybe we should be doing that. So I think it's whatever they can relate to on a personal level. Yeah. And I, you know, it's kind of interesting. you mentioned the family. I was behind this car. And so I come from what we call in the Navy, the information dominance core. 
That means all information branches or ratings that deal with the dissemination or proliferation of information that that community is tight knit. And it is because the type of information is sensitive. You could gain a lot of data and intel from those little bits of information. So you have to keep them. But I saw the back of the truck. It, it numbered how many people was in that house. It told me how big those people were. It also had a, a license plate that said something that alluded to what they like. And all of a sudden I was piecing all these things together. Oh, and by the way, you know, scholar of the month from such and such, high, you know, yeah. school. And before I got to the next light, I pretty much knew enough to probably have a conversation with one of their children or give them a phone call at their home and find out uh, something or get some, you know, it is very delicate when you're trying to keep security and you're just pushing it all out. <laughs> so. Oversharing information everywhere, everywhere. I mean, even social media, look at what everybody posts on social media and some of the quizzes that they take on social media that they're just more and more personal information. A lot of the questions, the answers are some of your security questions for your credit card account or your banking account. And that's not uh, by coincidence. That's all intentional. Now, I, I know you share some uh, tips on and you, you mentioned uh, identity, you know, socials, um, you know, credit, uh, all these things. Um, and I remember once I shared with you, I knew someone that had used their children's social uh for their own credit mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> that happens a lot mm -hmm. it's sad but it happened and yes. you know I, I i'm not definitely going to judge anybody for what anything they do but there are some things as parents that we can really mess up our kids for the rest of their life and so on the terms of you know identity uh and you having that you know, that app, that business around identity, what are the, some of the things that come up more often than not in terms of, you know, trouble with identity? Well, one thing I, I tell people is if, you know, you sign up for our service, it's going to monitor your credit activity 24 seven, or if not, if you want to do a DIY, you could go to um, annualcreditreport.com and you could run your credit report with the three big credit bureaus. And I suggest people definitely at minimum at least do that because you really have no idea if you are a victim of identity theft unless you're looking at your credit report. And typically people find out, I hear this all the time, they find out that they're a victim of identity theft when they themselves go to apply for a loan or buy a car or buy a home or something like that. And then that person runs their credit and these things pop up. Uh, so running your credit bureau is very, very, very important. And like I said, you can either sign up for a service that they're going to do it for you, or at least mark your calendar and, and go in and run your credit for free at the annualcreditreport.com. And what are some things that I can do as a, let's say as a leader, uh, to ensure that my stuff is not being uh, pushed out or uh, some little tips that I can use uh, to go into my background now and make sure that I'm, you know, tight lipped. 
Mm -hmm. Well, it's also, it, you make sure that you're not oversharing your personal information, and then also talk to the people around you about what information they're sharing about you, your children, your parents, you know, that's the other thing too. You, maybe you don't share a lot, but your kids are out there posting stuff about you or your business or, you know, things like that, or the employees are posting things. Everybody should have an employee acceptable use policy that they are spelling out exactly what they can use, be doing on company devices and what they can publicly be posting about the company or about employees at the company. So things like that, putting some parameters in place definitely help at least, you know, establish that there are some some limits as to what you can be sharing. And and what are some, if you could share uh, a horror story that you have come across <laughs> that says, look, this could happen to you. Well, there's quite a few horror stories, but one thing as far as a small business that you need to make sure you talk to all of your employees about especially people in the, say, the finance department or something like that, is there's a lot of emails that go out there that try to trick the person into maybe wiring money somewhere that they shouldn't be wiring money. And what happens is these scammers get into the email system and they just kind of watch it for a while, right? So they'll know what's a normal communication. And so then if they see something, maybe, maybe the business owner is buying something and they're communicating back and forth with the office manager saying, you know, okay, it's going to be about this much money blah, blah, blah. And then they'll jump in and they'll create an email that looks like it's from that person. And then what they do is they'll wire wiring instructions to God knows where and um, off the money goes. I mean, that happened to Barbara Corcoran of Shark Tank. She uh, was doing business with a company in Germany, a hotel they were building and somebody was doing just that. They were sitting there watching the emails and then they sent a phony uh, invoice for $400,000 for furniture for those uh, hotel rooms and went to the office manager. The office manager sent the money, then called her assistant just to let her know, hey, by the way, you know, I sent that money. And she said, what are you talking about? And then they said, oh no. And they went and they looked and the email address was off by one letter and it was uh, the Chinese IP address where it went to. Yeah, 400,000 is a horror story for a lot of people. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I tell you, it happens more often than not. Those that wait and, you know, and lie and, and stay in this, you know, incognito mode until the right time. So, folks, if, if you're out there and, and you're wondering whether you're being uh, one of these chess pieces in this big scheme, you just need to make sure that you're not oversharing things. You just need to make sure that emails, one letter, oh my goodness, one letter, 400,000. Just make sure that you're communicating with the right people. And I remember, Dana, you, you, you shared something like that with a, a business, a, a partner, a team member, where, hey, you know, you said this and, and you were like, what? Do you mind sharing that story? I love it. Yeah. So we're obviously talking about this all the time. And one day, uh, one of the women that works here, she came in and she was standing by my door with her coat on. And I said, why do you have your coat on? And she said, I'm going to get that stuff you need. And I said, well, what stuff are you talking about? And she said, well, you just emailed me a whole bunch of gift cards that you needed for a presentation. And then it jumped over to text message. And I said, I didn't do any of that. So then we went back and we looked at it and it looked like it was an email from me, you know, and every, it's always rush, rush, hurry, hurry. Right. And, you know, the, the employer employee email works perfect because the employee wants to make sure they're following the instructions and making their employer happy. Right. 
So she said, well, you said you had a presentation, you needed these gift cards. And, and then you said, can we jump it over to text message? So it went over to, now we were texting back and forth. And she said, well, how should I pay for them? Right. And so then the person said, I said, uh, oh, just pay for them and I'll reimburse you when you get back. So if she hadn't stopped by to just let me know she was leaving and she just went, this, she, we would have been falling for this. And I said, you know, we talk about this all the time. So anybody can fall for this. So we can't feel bad, you know, or stupid or anything like that. Everybody is a potential victim out there. There's no question. You know, you always have to be vigilant, especially when it comes to finances. Uh, and a lot of times just our basic information can really uh, get us down a rabbit hole because we think that, you know, we're doing something right. And you're right. You, you can't feel uh, bad about the situation happening. You just cannot play into it. You must. So, you know, thank God she did go by the office and was able to, you know, secure the facts. And, mm -hmm. and that's what it is. Right. So this is a play of facts and fiction, you know, lies and truths. And you have to know which side you're on or else you'll pay a, a heavy fine. I've seen a lot of people lose their entire livelihood. You know, there was a story in Puerto Rico, a very a prominent actor, somebody we loved, had a manager that had not the best intentions for him. Threw a piece of paper at him. Hey, we need this signed. He signed it, you know, confiding in this uh, individual. He literally gave away even the rights to his name wow and he lost it all i mean the whole puerto rico felt felt that pain but it happens that easily folks yeah. it's uh it, and and electronically even easier so mm -hmm. please be aware of anything that you're dealing with electronically especially invoices or anything like that requests and on linkedin Oh, my goodness. I don't know how many requests I have turned down from places I don't know, people I definitely don't know, wanting to be my friend. I said, well, I'm not on LinkedIn <laughs> to be friends. I will be a friend, but not like that. And so it, it starts that way. Then they got, you know, because looking on LinkedIn, we have all kinds of information on our profile. A lot of us pride ourselves in what we've achieved and we put it on there professionally so people can find us and be confident that the business they're dealing in with is legit. And here comes somebody with all that information. So let's talk a little bit about LinkedIn, because I know this is a very uh, a critical piece, especially in the professional world. There's a lot of leaders out there that are happy to share what they've accomplished and what they can do, but how can that information get us? Well, again, you know, LinkedIn is a, is a great platform, but there are a lot of uh, things that we all just need to keep an eye on, right? We need to make sure that somebody that we're connecting with is, le is legitimate, just like you said. And, you know, like you said, we also, we overexpose things because we're trying to make sure if someone was to look at our profile, that oh, we make sure we put everything we've ever done out there on that. And, you know, again, that's, is there everything you need to share all the time? You know, uh, you can definitely go through your LinkedIn privacy settings too, because, there are, like with all your social media platforms, there's different privacy settings. You can go there to see what is being shared, who can view what, 
Um, and I suggest everybody do that, especially the business leaders go through there and just be careful about what you share on there. You know, what you say, who you interact with. Um, you know, what happens a lot of times with these is that the conversation will start on that platform. And then what the scammer's goal is, is to get you off of that platform and onto a platform like WhatsApp, which is anonymous. So it's harder to, to track something like that. So they establish a relationship and then they say they want to communicate more. So why don't we hop over to WhatsApp? And, and sometimes they'll communicate with you for quite some time and um, build a, a, a relationship. You really, really feel like you know this person, trust this person. And the whole thing is a scam the entire time. Uh, that's, that's funny that you say that specifically because that's specifically what they said. So it's amazing. You know, anything that draws you uh, to another direction, folks, you might want to be wary of mm -hmm. because typically it means you want to, you know, you don't pull anybody to the side unless you have some type of intention. It happens in person. It happens cyberly, right? So, uh, Data, thank you so much for sharing uh, what you have done uh, here on LinkedIn, here in the cyber world, in the identity theft world. Uh, it is so critical for a person that dealt in information dominance for quite some time. I know how critical that information can be. If if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, look into more of their identity, protecting their identity, how would they do that? Well, they can find me on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm always over there and I always respond to my messages. And if they want to check out our product, they can go to identron.com and just take a look and see if it's a fit for them. And, uh, you know, you can always shoot me a message. I get lots of messages, lots of questions from people about the personal situations that they, they have. So don't be afraid to ask. More than happy to help. All right, folks. Take care of your identity. Take care of your information. Make sure that that's not something that's easily played with. And if you find something fishy, dig in because it normally ends up in a world of hurt. Dana, thank you so much once again for spending this time with us. Uh, folks, identity theft, cybersecurity is no joke. I hope you take care of your end. And as we love to close this show, success to you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'd love to hear suggestions for our future shows or any remarks you may have that will help us improve. Until then, success to you.